Hello, and welcome to the inaugural episode of the Evil and Eerie Podcast. My name is Lorenzo, and I am here with one of my good friends. Uh, her name is Lucrezia, but we also call her Lucretia when we feel daring. Mm -hmm. We also call her Luca. We also call her Astrid. Oh my. Astrid? <laughs> Where did that come from? We call you Astrid. Who even? Oh, there's an ah. Yeah. Well, I keep hearing the name Astrid because they have somebody at the town hall where I work that's named Astrid. Oh, of course they do. Of course they do. Yeah. You know what Astrid sounds like? No. Yeah, <laughs> and ashtray, but neither one of us are smokers. But ashtray. wait, you know who Astrid is? No. Oh, no. I didn't need. I didn't need that. Um, no. And we call her Grandma and Grandpa. Grandpa, grandpa. Megan's Grandma. Well, oh, we still go by that. I thought I was Grandma. <coughs> Since when? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I am. I am Great Aunt Lucy. Um, <laughs> um, we're both. You know. We're both in our, you know, 20s, early 20s. Um, one of us is older than the other. By <laughs> only a year. By a year. She's the, she's the cougar. No, I'm kidding. We're not oh, in a okay. relationship. Um, <laughs> so that doesn't work like that. But um, not that she isn't, because she is, but not with me. <laughs> okay. With somebody else. But, uh, yeah, you can read more about Luca on the website. Um, we have biographies up for all of our co-hosts, and you can see her beautiful face and learn about her uh, exquisite life as a woman who was born in Italy, <laughs> <laughs> who came over on a raft at the age of two <laughs> with her, uh, her father, her milf mother. Stop saying it! Oh. <laughs> Uh, who was at the time pregnant with her brother. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. No, he was he already born. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yes, she is from Italy. Um, and that is all you will know about her. Good. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, unless you want to know about her gluten intolerance, but that's no. another... <laughs> Or her allergies. And cheating on, well, at, intolerance is not. Imagine if it was an, an allergy, I would not be eating anything at all. <laughs> Obviously, I'm cheating anyway, so. Yeah. Live here, coconut water. <laughs> yeah, is that even. Oh, she's that? also the queen of the Bahamas. Oh. They own the Bahamas. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Barbara, sorry, her mother Barbara owns Barbara. the Bahamas. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. They own half of the Bahamas. Oh my god! No. <laughs> Hello. She's like, I just want to go home, guys. <laughs> All jokes aside, we don't actually call her Astrid. Her name is Luca, and she is just one of the many co-hosts that will be joining me on the Evil and Eerie podcast. And so, thank you for listening. If uh, you've tuned in, I promise we are going to talk about all things evil and eerie. Um... But we also want to make you laugh. So don't go away because we will 
give you a chuckle. We'll give you a tickle <laughs> in your throat. And it won't be a bug crawling in there. Ew. <laughs> oh, bug. oh, Lord. Help me. Okay, so. Help us all. <laughs> if you're here, you're probably wondering what the Evil and Eerie podcast is. If you haven't already seen the Instagram or the Twitter or anything, this is a true crime podcast, but we're not just going to do true crime. We're going to do true crime, unsolved mysteries, conspiracy theories, paranormal and ghost stories, and we want to do fan submission uh, experiences as well. We want to hear what other people have actually gone through. And for everything above that I just listed, we kind of just want to dissect that and give you our theories. And of course, we want to mix it with uh, adult humor as only best. Uh, I said that wrong. As only we can. <laughs> as best as I tried to mix as best as we can and only <laughs> as we can. Um, so. I'm going to be the main host for um, all of the episodes, so you're going to hear my voice a lot, hear my laugh a lot, and hopefully you will get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my co-hosts are going to be interchangeable. Most of the time I'm going to have one co-host, Luca being one of them. Uh, we have another friend named Megan who's going to be joining us, and some other people that you'll uh, you'll meet along the way, but... There are going to be some other episodes where we have multiple co-hosts. We are going to go over one of the many categories that we're going to do. Um, for right now, it's just an audio podcast, but we do want to do video at some point. And I also want to apologize for the sound quality. I realize it's not the best. We are two recent college graduates. Neither of us have money that we know of. Um, <laughs> you might have some. From, um, you know, waiting for you in a will. Not my own. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely don't. Um, and so we eventually want to get our own recording studio and equipment. And we can't do that until we get downloads, which will give us sponsors. Uh, so please download so we can look for sponsors. because That would be wonderful and we could make this a better experience for you. Uh, we also want to start doing it like we want to do a video thing at some point too so you can see us not only hear us and the fun part is that we had an idea for a podcast a year ago that we kind of ditched because the semester was awful where we were going to go visit haunted places in uh, new england but i kind of want to branch that out to we'll go anywhere <laughs> if we're getting paid yeah. um and we we're going to look at the kind of get video footage of the most haunted places and like talk about our experiences. Um, we might get possessed in the process, but hey, that's what we're in this business for. So what you can do now to support us is download this podcast on um, whatever streaming service you're using, share it with people. And uh, we do have social media accounts. We are on Facebook, the Evil and Eerie Podcast. We're on Twitter, Evil Eerie, at Evil Eerie Podcast. And we're on Instagram, at Evil and Eerie Podcast. We also have a TikTok, but yeah, oh, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I haven't posted on that yet. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to because that's what all the kids are oh, using these days. Yeah, that could be of all so, places that we visit to and make little videos. Yeah, oh, yeah, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. Wow, I didn't even connect that. Um, so anyway, uh, we are both recent college graduates, like I said. Uh, yes. Luca and I met 
at college um, in a film class. Well, we didn't meet there, but we oh, knew, yeah. we knew each other from that. that yeah. yeah, She is here with me today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and in case you were wondering, yes, she is from Italy. Yes. Although she doesn't have an accent. <laughs> sometimes. Mean, sometimes. I mean, but, some people just say I have that, I don't know, certain words sound a little weirder. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're going to just jump right in because we don't want to waste any more of your time. And that's what we're here to do is to talk about crimes. And we have a good one for you today for the inaugural episode of the Evil and Eerie podcast. We are talking about Lizzie Borden. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So Lizzie Borden, one of my favorites. Um, I don't know about you, but um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to pick. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm always yeah, hard in the to rank your serial so... killers. It's hard to rank your serial killers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh... I'm kidding. I think. Well, this is an idea I got. I'm gonna shout out the Morbid Podcast because those ladies are amazing. And they are definitely an inspiration, so hopefully they listen to this. <laughs> um, and uh, they they said that everybody has a favorite serial killer. And I, I think that's like, I like not like you're like worshipping them, but like it's like somebody who interests you the most. For yeah. me, it's the Zodiac Killer, personally. I thought, because they have a show about the Zodiac. Is, is it the they one? made a movie with... Um, oh, with Zac Efron, right? No! What? <laughs> that was not with Zach Efron. Ted, Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. I am. No, I was going to say Jake Gyllenhaal. I thought you were confusing what? Jake Gyllenhaal and Zach Efron. No. No, I completely was thinking about Ted Bundy. No. Oh, no. The Zodiac movie Which had. Uh, I watched the documentary, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. The um, Zodiac movie had um, Jake Gyllenhaal and Robert Downey Jr. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got to. And there's. Oh, wait. Maybe I did. Somebody I gotta watch too. that. There's I somebody mean, else in sure. it too. There's also another actor that I it's in it that really? I don't like. I'm not list of many, 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 many. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were cinema it majors, shows. so yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we're talking about Lizzie Borden, and uh, I guess we'll just we'll jump right in because she had she had quite an exciting life. Uh, this Lizzie Borden, um, she unfortunately. Oh, I'm, I'm going to sound like such an asswipe, but I was looking up pictures of Lizzie Borden before, prior to this research. She was not the prettiest pickle in the patch. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. I know I get a little bit, I get a little bit silly on this podcast and neither was her sister. I Although her sister compared to her was like Cindy Crawford. Oh. Compared. Uh, whatever, they're long dead now. So, Lizzie Borden was born July 19th, 1860, in Fall River, Massachusetts. Oh, so like around the Civil War. Yes. Because I visited a long time ago. You did. Um, I think I went there twice when I was like little. As I forgot. Did you get before. Lizzie Borden vibes um, when you went there? Like, did you feel like axe murdering Barbara? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Oh wait, God. no, that's not right. Because Barbara's your legitimate mother. You don't have a stepmother. Oh yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Did you feel like 
Murray oh, Luciano Oh my god, acts. no. Imagine if you like just like got possessed by Lizzie Borden. Oh, well, I mean, my mom probably. That'd be depressed. Oh yeah, my mom does get possessed. Yeah, Hopefully well. not by Lizzie Borden. But So Lizzie Borden was born to Andrew and Sarah. And Andrew actually was her middle name. So we're already off to a, an unfortunate start for Lizzie Borden here. The mm-hmm. fact that her middle name was Andrew. Which was purely based off of the fact that that was her father's name. Because, I, I don't know, I guess they did that back in the day. Like, you um, got your father's first yeah. name as your middle name, regardless of what... Usually you'd think at that time they wouldn't get, like, a father's name. I don't know. I didn't even think they'd get any name, any middle name at that point. Maybe. I feel like our middle names are more of, like, a, like, a more like, recent thing. Yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe not, because it always had, like, a religious significance, I think. Yeah. And as we're about to find out, they were a religious family. Uh, Andrew was, um, he was poor as a boy, but he actually got super wealthy. His net worth in 1860 was $300,000, which oh, was would compare for that time. Oh, yeah. Because today it'd be the equivalent of $9 million. Oh, okay. Well, the man sold furniture, caskets, and he developed property. And he was the manager of textile mills. So he he was bringing in all that. He was bringing in all that dough. Um, I just, I find it funny how he made and sold caskets. Yeah. Because he would That's a little be... ironic. <laughs> <laughs> that's foreshadowing. He like built his own casket. She had one sister named Emma. And apparently I tried to find out if she had other siblings. And this is kind of where it gets interesting. Like, I'm going to talk about this more when we go into, like, our personal, like, theories. I tried to find out if she had other siblings. Apparently, she had uh, another sister named Alice that died at age two. Oh, I didn't know that. But Alice, like, died before Lizzie was even born. So Alice would so, have been, like, the older sister. Um, she I'm not sure because Emma was older than Lizzie. Oh, okay. So she, I'm not sure if Emma came first. I didn't find out when how much older Emma was than Lizzie. I'm a great researcher, aren't I? <laughs> but um, Alice, I know, I, I know Lizzie would have been the baby regardless, but I, I'm pretty sure that's the only sibling she had, Emma. Mm. And uh, her mother, Sarah, died when she was three years old. So like I said, they were super religious um, to the point where they had the daughters, Emma and... Lizzie teaching religious education. Did it say um, what kind of religion? Um, I'm assuming Protestant or Catholic. Oh. Um, and they were also members of the Ladies Fruit and Flower Mission. Does that still <laughs> exist? <laughs> I hope it does. Was I could see you as a religious. What? How? Was that like a religious because of the group drinks or? you drink? The drinks I drink? Yeah. Oh, the... the like, wow, yeah, drinks. I got that little, like, fra- uh, I can't even talk. Flower-flavored uh, water. <laughs> and I could, strawberry. I could see you becoming a member of the ladies' fruit and flower Because they mission. all drink flavored water. <laughs> I could see you moderating a meeting for Jen. That, for Jen? About what? The, what the is fruit. it? The fruit flavor? I'm just stop talking about Jen, because I don't know who she is. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so... We have them as members of the Ladies Fruit and Flower Mission that Luca is also a member of. <laughs> uh, you should have, when you went to Fall River, you should have seen if they like still had that going. You should have asked for a pamphlet. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Honestly, I don't even think they mentioned any of that. Like the fruit, the fruit and flower. <laughs> I would hope not. That'd be such a weird thing. <laughs> that to talk would about. just like yeah, like people would just be sidetracked and just be like, "What does that have to do with why we're here?" I just picture this wholesome image of her like picking an apple and then like getting a flower and giving them to somebody, like just having like slaughtered an entire family. Oh my people. god! <laughs> like she just she cuts someone's head off and you know goes to pick apples for the ah. elderly neighbors next what? door. Wow, nice she arranges flowers. <laughs> oh, that Lizzie Borden, she's so nice. She cut off her stepmother's ear, but look, oh, yeah. look at those petunias she gathered. Oh, Lord. Ugh, what a girl. So anyway, Andrew, well, he married off not too long after. Are those okay, no, I was right. They are. You, oh. oh, wow, you notice? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. So, Andrew married Abby Durfee Gray three years after the beloved Sarah's death. They did not have a good relationship. Wait, it like was, him and the stepmom didn't have a good relationship? Or like her or Lizzie and just, wait, what? Who? <laughs> 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 yeah, they, had a, they hated each other, but they got married. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I thought you meant like they got married and they hate each other like right after. But they decided to stay together for some reason. Because of their kids. They didn't have any kids together. Yeah. Though. So, yeah, no. Abby Durfee Gray did not have a good relationship with the Lizzie, Lizzie and Emma. Oh, Emma. Um, so it was like a Cinderella story. Oh, yes. Um, well, actually, that's that was a stupid well. analogy to make because that's not how the story went. This mother, the stepmother yes. and the daughter didn't like each other. Uh, they didn't eat meals together at all, which not eating meals as a family back at in the 1860s, time, yeah. like, unheard of. Yeah. Unheard of, kids. Um, they called her Mrs. Durfee, um, which I don't know if that was if she wanted them to call her Mrs. Durfee or if they were calling her Mrs. Durfee to kind of piss her off. Mm-hmm. They also thought that she married into the family because of the wealth, because like I said, Andrew had a lot of money. And Abby Durfee Gray didn't have any. No, I'm kidding. I don't know about that. But she, um, I, I think it's certainly like a plausible, you know, they were, you know, later in life when they got married, like they weren't old, but they were later in life, like 40s-ish when they got married. Things only got more heated when Andrew started giving gifts to the members of his new wife's family. He would give her brother property and other members of her family which obviously didn't really sit well with emma and lizzie because they're like all right well what the hell was he not giving, his actual daughters was. and he wasn't giving anything to them right well i you see i don't know i feel like it could have been a little bit of selfishness on their part you know it could have just been animosity because they didn't like the woman yeah and i don't know but i don't know she also could have been whispering sweet little messages in <laughs> she could have been whispering sweet little messages in andrew's ear saying hey help give, us <laughs> give, my, give my brother a house and i'll give you some sugar like using tonight. him <laughs> yeah at one point um they emma and lizzie confronted their dad you want to know how much he he sold them property for take a wild guess $100? Oh no, $1. 
Oh my gosh. A okay. Single I was going to go with $50, and I thought that was a little. <laughs> Do I hear 25 Huh? <laughs> Do I hear 25 Do I hear $25? Dollars. I don't know. I was, so it was only $1. $1. And yes, they turned around and sold that back to him. I'm assuming they like blackmailed him. Um, and they got $5,000 for it. So they were smart. And as we're about to see, like, Lizzie Borden is, I don't want to call her smart, because I feel like it, it might be better to just say everybody else was stupid. But, because this is just, this is such a ridiculous case. It really is. So anyway. On August 3rd, John Morse, who was the brother of Sarah, their biological mother, uh, came in and he came to, uh, to basically talk about business with Andrew and I'll kind of get into that a little bit later, but, um, he came and he like, he stayed at the house. So he slept over with them and so they were all in the house as well as Bridget Sullivan, who was an Irish maid who was working for them. Irish. Oh, We've got Andrew, Abby, Emma, Lizzie, Bridget, and John Morse all in a house together. <laughs> um, the next day, they had breakfast together. A nice, you know, colonial stack of pancakes from Denny's. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Wait, so that, that was just like the first time they had breakfast together? Or at least what? Like, cause they usually wouldn't eat together and stuff. Yeah, that's that's suspicious to me that they act they like ate breakfast together on this day. Maybe yeah. Lizzie and Emma kind of like knew. They knew that something was gonna. They knew go they down. this it was like the last breakfast instead of the last yeah. supper, like not... the last breakfast because they were gonna you know betray. Yeah. Andrew and Abby, and so they had breakfast together. Uh, hopefully they ate good. Hopefully they got some maple syrup from the woods. I'm trying to be funny and it's not working. Um, <laughs> so they had an hour talk, John Morse and Andrew. And then John Morse left to go run some errands. And Andrew went to walk off his breakfast. Yeah. Usually pretty good for the digestion. So. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good for they the digestion. They had that really big breakfast that last time. Too bad he... Wouldn't need to worry about that too much later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While they went on their separate ways, Abby went to go make beds, even though it wasn't her job. It was the job of her two lovely stepdaughters. They were supposed to be making the beds, but Abby was going to go do that. What a nice stepmother. So between 9 and 10.30, she, uh, she went upstairs. Um... And before I continue, because, you know, this is where our our dear sweet Abby gets killed. <laughs> I just want to mention, they, Andrew and Abby at this point are, this is the 1890s. So they're in their 60s at this point. Like, sorry, they're in their 70s at this point. 60s, 70s. Um, Emma and Lizzie were in their 30s. Lizzie was 32 years old. They were not little girls. Yeah, no. Especially in that time, like, they would have been considered old maids. Like, if you were not married with children by the age of 32, you yeah. were, like, they thought, like, you know. 
Like when they Grandma start, Moses right here. Like when they even start like before like the twenties to have kids or something. I don't know. Oh yeah, they were like you. You need to get impregnated at fifteen. Yeah, because like thirty years old was already like yeah, <laughs> not fifteen. <laughs> oh lord, I meant to. I did not mean to say fifteen. Well, I mean maybe like some 19. people. No, I mean even farther back in time, they like people like. Girls would go get married at like fifteen or even like twelve sometimes. I don't know. I know. I'm pretty cases. sure one of my grandmothers got married at sixteen. But oh my gosh. I don't. Yeah, I mean the lifespan was also a lot shorter. So they were like, you better get married and start that family quick. So I'm sure that the fact that Lizzie wasn't married and/or had children was a sore subject in the family. And you know, I'm sure Abby and Andrew were like, you know. Not thrilled to have 30-year-olds in their houses, either. Yeah. <laughs> what would, do you think I mean, Barbara's trying to get you to have a baby? No. <laughs> get married and have that baby uh, quick. Oh, my God, no. No rush. No rush here and there, so let's... <laughs> she says that? Well, she says that, too, but I also say that, but... um, <laughs> No, but I feel like back then they would have wanted, like, families to stay together, or at least close to each other, kind of, so I don't know if they... Like, oh. maybe they, because they weren't close. Like, I feel like since they ate, didn't eat dinner or whatever meal together, most of the time they weren't that close and they hated each other. But usually, like, a time, like, I feel like back then, like, they would work, they would stay closer together than now. Like, now I feel like people move out, they go and do, like, you know, live their own I life. Know, they but, go across the country. Yeah, they go farther. While these, like, usually I feel like back then they would be more, like, at least in the same town or... I know, even, but they were in the same house. That's weird. Yeah, but, like, I feel like even in the house, I'm not sure. I feel like it wasn't as much of a strange, like, thing back then. Uh-huh. Definitely something to do more research on in the future. But, <laughs> hey. But, hey. I'm trying. <laughs> no, me. I Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, so. like, I feel like that was just how people thought. I mean, it was, like, different, you know, thinking back then. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. What are we talking about? <laughs> Abby's Abby. Abby's um murder. <laughs> okay, she's... Apparently, Abby, well, you know, this part I can't believe because they said Abby had to have been facing her killer when she was killed. Um, because she got cut above her ear with a hatchet. And they also found 17 strikes to her head, which killed her. And then Andrew returned at 10:30. His key, for some reason, wasn't working. And so the maid who was with him, Bridget, kind of said a curse word. And then she said she heard Lizzie laughing. Like, That's giggling. Like, just imagine, like, your key fails and you say, like, shit. And then you're just here. <laughs> Except Lizzie wasn't laughing at her. Um, they heard her laughing coming from the second floor, so it's presumed that she was laughing at Abby's dead body, mm. which was odd. So Andrew didn't go upstairs, <laughs> uh, which definitely helped Lizzie out because there was a dead body up there and Bridget did go upstairs, but she went into her own room, so she really didn't see her. And... I guess Lizzie helped him get prepared for his nap on the couch. She took his slippers off, and he went to sleep. And then at 11, half hour later, there was a call made to Bridget 
from Lizzie saying that her father had been murdered. Somebody came into the house and killed him. There were 10, 11 strikes, and one of his eyes was split in two. Ooh. Like, ooh, that's like, yeah. Oof. Uh, and, and, like, I guess, I don't know, I feel like the only thing worse than having your, like, eyeball cut in two would be, like, having an injury, like, somebody, like, chop away at your uh, privates. Uh, ouch. <laughs> Not that, you know, you and I would have that same experience. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there are two dead people, Lissy's father, Andrew, and her stepmother, Abby. And... It's Lizzie, Emma, and Bridget in the house. I actually don't know if Emma was there, but Lizzie was. Uh, was just... Do you feel like you can walk in her shoes? No. <laughs> Never. Um, Do you have sympathy for her? For her no. For her <laughs> awful uh, stepmother? Her um, evil stepmother? No, I'm kidding. I'm not sure. I feel like maybe she was like... Just growing up as a child. It definitely has something to do. I mean, I don't know. It could, like, she could have been just very, I don't know the word. <laughs> um, I feel like maybe, yeah. <laughs> but, like, she could have also, because she didn't grow up with, like, her own mom. Also, maybe something triggered her. Um, there might be somebody out in the audience that looks like Lizzie Borden. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that they're, like, the... Yeah, no, obviously it was all, like, drenched in, like, the, like, whole couch or something that he was on. Which I saw, I think it was, like, a red or green couch. Um, oh, yeah, there are pictures. Yeah. There are um, pictures. You can see their corpses if you But like. it's just, like, creepy that, like, you go, like, that house is open for, like, you go there, go, like, on the, through the museum, and then, like, there's, like, you know, they give you a little tour, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then... It's just like the couch is there, but it looks like brand new. Like you don't, you know, you would never think that that would have happened on that couch. And right here, you can see where Abby Durfee Gray's ear was sliced off. Oh my god! <laughs> um, on this very spot in the carpet. Maybe they have like. I wonder, do they have a I gift don't shop? Remember. I, I mean, they probably did. I just don't remember. I hope they do. I hope they sell like um, little little plastic ears. Oh my God. <laughs> that you can oh purchase. My God. Well, <laughs> you can recreate the Borden killings. <laughs> like I find it not hard to believe, but also like, well, like believable. Obviously, that people want to go stay the night there because oh, it's, a, it's a bed and breakfast. And honestly, I was gonna, we were gonna go, but <laughs> that was a long time ago. And. Um, well, yeah, you can, like, choose a room and all, and, like, I think you would have the house to yourself, obviously, because oh, wow. I don't know if they will allow more than one guest, but, um, or more than one. So you know. can, you can get your breakfast cooked by Lizzie. And I don't and then, know if it's a night. Oh, yeah, it's a bed and breakfast. So, yes. She can probably... recreate the breakfast that they had that fateful morning. <laughs> Maybe at the same exact time. <laughs> oh, yeah, know. you can, uh, you so... know, send your dad out on a walk, oh, and then send God. your mother upstairs to go make the beds oh my and then God. you can go in the basement and look for a hatchet to kill them with <laughs> Jeez, that's scary um, you know you y'all you better do lizzie proud you better do her proud oh <laughs> um, wwld what would lizzie do <laughs> um but yeah she'd go pick apples and flowers for the ladies in the room 
mission. The fruit and flowers mission. Yeah, fruit and flowers. I wonder, I'm just curious. This, like, I'm going to look that up if that's actually still going on. I know, on. she wants to join it. No, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know what it's about, honestly, but, um... Well, now we get to go into the trial, which is... which is bonkers. Because this is such an unorganized trial, and it just, it reaffirms that people that lived in the 1800s were not not very bright. (laughs) Because in today's world... The behavior that Lizzie Borden was showing, like, she'd get locked up immediately. She really would. Like, she had very inconsistent answers. Like, she was contradicting herself constantly. And her attitudes were swinging back and forth. Like, she would be very moody one day and, like, chipper the next. It was was very, very odd. And the best part was they didn't even search for blood. They did no blood searches did whatsoever. Did they even do any, like, like those, like, I don't think that Barely. was even, did that even exist they searched, at that time? Like, the fingerprints and stuff? No, like oh, no. Yeah, no. They didn't I don't even, I don't even so. know how they would have done that in that time. I don't think so, no. But they didn't know, they, they, like, barely did a search on her. Barely. Like, they, and they, they, under the, uh, under the excuse that she was ill, that's why they didn't do a search because she said she like wasn't feeling good. Absolutely. That's why they didn't Believe search. Her. Huh. And they like yeah they didn't look for blood. So John Morris, their uncle, stayed with them, uh, and he claims that he saw her and one of her friends, Alice Russell, who also was staying the night with them. He said they were doing suspicious stuff. Like he saw, I guess he saw Lizzie like bent over a sink. Which is like, maybe she was washing blood out of something. I don't know. They uh, they found a hatchet with a broken head, <clears throat> which they think was the murder weapon. Uh, that was in the basement amongst other tools. So they kind of put it there, making it look like those were just all the tools. But because one of them was broken, it kind of stood out. And uh, Lizzie... I guess, didn't think that she was going to be a suspect, which was very interesting. <laughs> I guess that genuinely surprised her. like, maybe nothing like that ever happened in, like, the town, or, or just, I don't know, maybe, like, that kind of stuff wasn't as often, like, yeah, who knows, reported, or, <laughs> Oh, yeah, she 100%, know. murders 100% were easy to, they were way easier than, they were way people. easy to get away with. Probably. Why she thought that she would have never been questioned. And she'd just say yeah. whatever. But yeah. also they were a little bit more dumb at that time. Yeah. Um, Things weren't as advanced as they are yeah. today. So she like was genuinely surprised that she was a suspect. And according to Alice Russell, her friend, when she found out that she was a suspect, she was tearing a dress up. And she said that there was red paint on it. Oh. Very cliche. What a coincidence. Yep. And so, like I said, she was going back on, back and forth on a lot of stuff. She also was prescribed morphine, which they think was kind of a reason for her erraticness. So that's how they were kind of justifying it. Because people believed... People didn't think Lizzie did it. Like, there were a lot of people that, like, were convinced that it was just, you know, sweet, yeah. you know, ladies' fruit and flower... 
Yeah, Lizzie. all sunshine and roses. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, she's picking our plums. How could she do no wrong? <laughs> um, people were beginning to flip on her. People were no longer convinced that Lizzie was innocent. The hatchet and her whereabouts were definitely, like, of interest to people. She actually was found not guilty. Hmm. Wow. And she apparently, they said she left court as the happiest woman alive. So she was elated that she was not found guilty. And to be honest with you, like she, the fact that she was not found guilty is a miracle because in today's world, all signs would have pointed to her. She had all those signs. Yeah. Like there would have been no doubt in anybody's mind that she had like done it. But, I don't know, I just, I wanted to go over some fun theories and kind of, like, see which one you thought was uh, the most feasible. So, the first one is uh, the pigeon murders. So, I guess there had been problems with kids coming onto their property and hunting pigeons. So, Andrew, before his death, slaughtered a lot of pigeons, which Lizzie did not like. So... Apparently that, like, struck a chord with them and kind of set them off on the wrong foot. They also said that she was in a fugue state, which uh, kind of, like, you know, disoriented almost. And that could have been because of, you know, the morphine or there was an incident with, an incident with um, bad milk. So, yeah, I guess they they were... They had consumed bad milk and it made the entire family sick. I don't know if they purposely, you know, the, the Borden daughters kind of, uh, yeah. kind of purposely, maybe they tried to like poison their parents at first and that failed. Although I don't know why you'd use spoiled milk. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, again, just going back to how little small brains they are. Yeah. But, I mean, oh. that might kill somebody with gluten intolerance like you, but... No, <laughs> <laughs> well, allergy, yeah. Well. Yeah. I, I think Emma's a really interesting character because, to, to my knowledge, she... I think she, she was at the breakfast. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if she was there for the murders. She, she must have been looked as a suspect. But I, I don't know. I don't think that they did any... I, I don't think that they think Emma had any involvement, mm-hmm. which is a big question like mark for me because yeah. she could, I mean, who knows? Like, you know, I mean, for all she we got know. along with Lizzie. Yeah. So. For all we know, she could have been involved. Hell, she could have been the one to do it. Like, it could have been her and, like, not Lizzie. And, like, Lizzie, for all we know, could be telling the truth. Was Lizzie, Maybe she's on, just, was Lizzie on morphine? Didn't, didn't you know? If, was she, <laughs> I don't know if it was before or after. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Was Abby a gold digger? Was she really a gold digger? Was she, like, really, you know, in it for the money? Because that would have caused a lot of issues and given them definitely more of a motive. Uh, There was also, there were rumors of sexual abuse within the family. Um, Oh. Yeah. Another rumor was that there was... A lesbian affair between Lizzie and Bridget, because apparently Lizzie Borden was a lesbian. 
Apparently that was like a very strongly, which would explain why she never married off or had children. Um, especially in the 1860s, you know, mm. lesbianism was just like a big, a big no, a big scandal. Yeah. Um, so there was um, a rumor that she and Bridget the maid were having an affair. And she killed them because they couldn't find out. And um, the meeting with John Morse is another interesting thing. Like, I, I would like to know if John Morse had any involvement. It, it, coincidence that he came to town when they were, cause they had had to have planned the murders, the sisters, or Lizzie at least. Mm-hmm. And so I... I, I don't know if, like, he had any involvement. They they were very suspicious of him. The authorities were very suspicious like they of... they were more suspicious of him than Lizzie, to be honest. Because, like... I, and like I, I think that... I'm pretty sure at one point they were. Yeah. More suspicious of him than anyone. Least. Yeah. Because he... His alibi was almost too perfect, they said. Like, he, like, had a, like, rock-solid, like... But, like... Per, like... In a, in, a, in a more, like, convenient way. There's another theory that there was... And this one, I, I, I hesitated to even write because it's kind of silly. An author one time said that there was an illegitimate son named William Borden that Andrew had with another woman um, and that he came and killed them, but there really wasn't a lot of substance to that theory. And... They could not find anybody by the name of William Borden. They there was no way that they could prove that. Yeah. Oh, the other thing too is that uh, Bridget the maid did go on the stand, but um, it's speculated that on Bridget's deathbed, because she died in the I believe nineteen forties, um, she said that she changed her testimony to protect Lizzie Borden, which I think kind of. Fueled the lesbian affair uh, rumors, but also very clearly helped Lizzie out. Hearing that, it kind of raises some questions, too, because, I mean, she was on some, like, she was on morphine, too, or I don't know. Yeah. And that could have, like, made her look, that could have made her even more suspicious, I feel like. So maybe people, like would never know if it was really her or if she was just yeah. like, you know, act like the act. I don't know if it looked like she was acting or not acting, but like she couldn't not like, she, I think she, I think she but, was just a genuinely disturbed girl. Yeah. I think she had psychological issues and I think, you know, the drugs and the, you know, everything else just made it worse. Yeah. But I, I think she was a disturbed girl and I'm almost like, like, yeah, like, I think the most plausible theory is she did it. Yeah. But I also, like, you have to think about, you know, her, like I said, you have to go back to Emma because Mm -hmm. I I find it hard to believe that Emma and even Uncle John Morse didn't know anything about it. I, if I had to make a bold prediction, I think one of two things, I think that either... What the speculation is, is true. Lizzie did it. And even though I do think other people knew about it, specifically Uncle John and Emma, maybe Bridget, were all, like, in on it. Um, 
Or they pinned it on her. Because she was so disturbed. Yeah. That they could easily, easily pin it on her. And even maybe even make her think she did it. Yeah. That's what I thought that... Like, since also because she was on morphine or whatever, then mm-hmm. that would have, like, helped them out even more. And, I mean, when you're in that state, wouldn't you kill everybody? When you're in that state, like, yeah. I feel like the your line of friendships with people versus, like, mm-hmm. people you despise is, blurred, is very blurred. So, I, I feel like, you know... She, I feel like she would have, because Bridget was in the house. But also, that seems a little weird that I feel like maybe she, like, if Bridget knew, like, she might have told him, or maybe encouraged him to go on a walk so that it was possible for Lizzie to kill the step. Um, well, they made it seem like the walk for him was, like, a routine thing. Oh, they made it seem like, like it was something, thing. like, so they kind of, like, they kind so of they took advantage of his it. schedule. yeah. yeah. They kind of took advantage of his schedule, or Lizzie did. I don't know. Yeah. But I I have a feeling that there was more involvement in it. I just, I, I, I don't know why she would not kill everybody in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I think it's like, they kind of were like, oh, it's convenient that Uncle John was walking for an hour. You mean Andrew? No, John. Or, uh, sorry, Andrew was walking, but because that John, John was, was gone for an hour. Aaron's, yeah, I have an Uncle John. I actually have two Uncle Johns. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Random fact. So I keep, like, it's weird that I'm calling him Uncle John. But, yeah, so that's, um, that's the Lizzie Borden case. Um, fun, right? Don't you wish you were living... I know, like, you know, like I said multiple times, you wish you were in the ladies' fruit and flower mission. <laughs> Yeah, but, okay. <laughs> but uh, you know what? You can you can see if it's still happening. I'll definitely look that up. <laughs> <laughs> Send them an email. Say you want to <laughs> join. They're like, ah, did you guys know that Lizzie Gordon and Ella were part of the Root and Flower? Oh my God! Say like say that your uh, your heroes. Oh my God! Lizzie gosh. and Emma were. <laughs> Don't say their last. Just say like my heroes, Lizzie and Emma were. Like you know. Oh yeah. Huh. I have two friends named Lizzie and Emma that were in your group. Long They'll be like, now. lock that email. <laughs> <laughs> My great-grandmother, Lizzie Porton. My great-grandmother, yeah. My great-great-grandmother. <laughs> oh, good well, lord. When did she pass away? Um, I believe the 1920s. She didn't live very... I think she only lived into her 60s. Mm. She didn't live like very health long. Issues or I assume unless somebody gave her the Lizzie Borden treatment themselves, they often. No, I'm kidding. We I think if we it would have been like reported way more heavily if she were murdered herself. Yeah, I'm not. But she was never found. But her older sister actually outlived her by a year. Really? Yeah, her older. So odd that they're a year apart. They both. Well, I'm not sure if they were a year apart, but she outlived her by a year. They might have had a couple more years. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. I mean, like like a year apart, dying. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but Bridget lived into the 40s, so she lived a lot longer. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got that. She lived into the 40s. Lizzie lived until the 40s. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. They lived until the 20s, and then Lizzie lived through the, the, to the 40s, so yeah. Maybe Lizzie was the, the mastermind. I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, you mean Bridget? Bridget! Shoot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. See, yeah, maybe Bridget killed them all, and then she went and back. She, she waited until the 1920s, and then she, you know, killed her lover <laughs> and her sister. Yeah. 
But yes, yeah, so that's the, uh, the Lizzie Borden case. Um, so next episode we are going to do, I'm really excited about because we are jumping a century forward. We are going to be doing the Phil Spector, Lana Clarkson case, which uh, happened in 2003. So we are really going wow. forward. Um, and this one is going to be a true crime because it has been very much solved, and uh, so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Um, Phil Spector is an asshole. Rest in peace, Lana Clarkson. Um, but like I said, follow us on social medias. We have uh, Instagram at Evil and Eerie Podcast, Twitter at Evil Eerie Podcast. And we are on Facebook. Just look up the Evil and Eerie podcast. Um, don't put the the in. I don't think I ever use the. Um, and then our website is www.evilandeeriepodcast.com. And please download this episode. Download please. all of our episodes <laughs> so we get download numbers because Check that's how we get sponsors with download numbers. Please follow us. Do all that fun stuff. Um, this has been the Evil and Eerie podcast. Goodbye, kids. Goodbye. Thank you for listening.